Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. We've been complaining constantly about Eversource and UI, Avangrid, and the monopoly that our particular electric companies have, and the way in which as for-profit entities, many of us believe that they have basically taken their monopolistic advantage and their mission statement of helping to enrich shareholders and those of us who have no choice but to use their services to get basic power in our homes have been poorly treated. And when we interviewed, uh, I think it was Christine Conley last week out in Groton, she mentioned that she lives in a municipal district and her municipal rate paying is substantially lower than literally down the street around the corner where we've got Eversource and other bigger uh, companies that are for-profit institutions. We also heard a. We also were the recipients of a survey not too long ago that showed that Connecticut of the 48 continental states pays the most in electricity bills, and a lot of people in our legislature have been paying attention to this. A group of Republicans led by Ryan Fazio, state senator, who joins us right now from Greenwich, representing part of Stanford as well as New Canaan, is on the air with us to talk about what he and others are proposing this legislative session. Hi, Ryan. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Glad to be back. It's always a pleasure. So, State Senator Ryan Fazio, what are you and Finn Gandalora and others proposing to the governor and to the legislature? Well, at a high level, there's two goals of our plan. First is to reduce costs to consumers and improve reliability of the grid in the long run. And the second goal is to strengthen oversight of the electric utilities, uh, give more autonomy and um, and ability to Pura in particular in order to provide a check against the utilities and protect consumers. So those are the big overarching goals. And it was very interesting that you mentioned the municipal utilities. They do um, have lower costs to consumers. Part of the reason is because of all the fees and mandates that are embedded in the electricity bill that we pay to Eversource or United Illuminating, which, um, which basically goes back into a pot of money, like an off-budget uh, state budget item. Uh, and we propose, uh, as part of our plan, reallocating a lot of those monies to the state budget or reducing them entirely, which will bring about $210 of savings to the average consumer.
consumer's electricity bill in Connecticut. Um, so that's part of the reason that these municipal utilities have much lower um, electricity rates. Um, in addition, they don't have to pay a lot of the property taxes. They have more flexibility in how they buy, um, and uh, maybe they're better run, too. So um, we, we have a pretty comprehensive plan. It's basically six parts. Um, we want to be constructive. We want to work across the aisle. We wanted to put something forward that's that's forward-looking um, because, you know, obviously this is top of mind for middle-class families, for retirees, for people on fixed incomes um, most of all. But um, but we need solutions. We need a plan. And, and this was, this was a, uh, an overture that, that we're focused on being constructive and governing. So I saw in the article, Ryan Fazio, state senator, that you're – that you were basically proposing that the Connecticut budget take on some of the bills that individual ratepayers are paying. Do we have money to do that? Well, yes, I think so. Um, well, for, first and foremost, these line items that we're paying over two hundred dollars uh, in our electricity bills for are they're budgetary type of programs of items, things like. Um, you know, subsidies for the Green Bank, um, you know, social programs, uh, other credits and subsidies. These are not the cost of generating electricity. This is not the cost of transmitting and distributing electricity, which is what we should pay for in our bills. Um, these are discretionary programs um, set by politicians and policymakers. And so the, the politicians should pay for them in their, you know, in the budget. Obviously, that goes back to the taxpayer. But they should they should be balancing those costs and benefits against other spending priorities. And the idea is that if they do so, if they're forced to examine them in the light of day, in broad daylight, rather than embedding them in someone else's costs and someone else's bills as a standard operating procedure, that they'll be more efficient, that they'll reduce the costs that uh, maybe maybe they won't be able to embark on on creating a bunch of new bureaucracies um, because of the other spending constraints. Uh, in the short run, we have a billion dollar surplus too. Uh, I want to see taxes go down. Um, so so I, I think that what the legislature would ultimately do if we adopted this plan is they would reduce a lot of the wasteful programs in this, and they would also you know compare this against other spending priorities in a twenty four billion dollar budget. This is about $360 million in a, in a $24 billion budget. So, so uh, I think the money can be found. You have to pardon my ignorance, right? This may be a very dumb question. There's so much truly fine print on an average electricity mm-hmm. bill, and most of mm-hmm. them are now paid online. My husband pays online, that we don't even look at it anymore. Are mm-hmm. you telling me that buried in the total amount of the cost that I'm paying for electricity uh-huh. – are a lot of other government programs that have nothing to do with how much electricity I'm actually using every month? That is exactly correct. And so when you see your uh, electricity, when I get my electricity bill from Eversource every month, it says generation costs and delivery costs. But embedded in and, and delivery costs are like the wires, the transmission and distribution wires and the poles, et cetera. But embedded in that distribution part of the bill is actually all these state policy charges. Again, they add up to about $360 million um, statewide, which is about $213 per uh, the average rate payer. And, uh, again, there, there are things like different credits and subsidies and programs. There, there's about 14 of them is from my count. Wow. Um, and one of the things I've proposed is actually 
uh, say, say the majority doesn't want to get rid of these or, or move them to the budget, as I proposed. I just think that you should have transparency in the electricity bill. It should say generation, one part, delivery, one part, and state government uh, charges. You know, there should be the, 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 the people making these decisions, the politicians, they should be held accountable. So you should know you should get a line item receipt in your bill so you know what you're actually being forced to pay. And I just think that transparency, that that process that we normally have in, in the legislature, where every two years we're doing a budget and we're examining every line item, that that's useful. And you don't get that when you basically embed the, what is implicitly a tax in your electricity bill uh, out of plain sight. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And what about this other piece, giving Pura more authority? You know, we have Marissa Gillette on once a month, and I just love that she comes on because she's just so great. Yeah. Uh, and she's she really an asset to the state. So tell me about why you have confidence in her agency to do certain things and what you think is lacking in the current structure. Well, part of the reason I have confidence in the agency is because it's led by her. Yeah, I know what um, you as mean. As you said, she's, she's intelligent. She's experienced. Yeah. Uh, she's just, as you say, a great asset. And we, we should empower her and, and other uh, watchdogs like her. The reason I, I believe that Pura should be independent of the uh, environmental and energy bureaucracy is because it, it has its own standalone um, you know, mandate, and that's to protect consumers. And that's especially necessarily when you're when you're up against a, a regulated monopoly, a natural monopoly, as utilities are. You don't need that necessarily um, as strong in, in other industries in the economy, but you need it especially against the utilities. And so every other state has a setup where. The public utilities watchdog, Pura in our case, is basically independent of the other policy-making environmental and energy bodies who have broader goals um, and aren't really, you know, a regulatory enforcement as much as they are policy-making. Except in Connecticut, where in 2011 we merged the two, we and we gave Pura. The, the watchdog, a junior status to the to the larger bureaucracy uh, under Daniel Malloy. And clearly, you know, it's not working. <laughs> We've done this no, for over 10 years. it's not working. And if it was working, we probably wouldn't have, you know, the situation where under, you know, when we had the easiest storm, our, our power was out for far longer than anyone else, and we have much higher rates than everyone else. It's just crazy. So at a certain point, you have yeah. to confront the reality. Yeah. It's not working. we got to change it. Yeah, well, I mean, I would like to see a complete relooking at the deregulation altogether that was done in the 1990s because I don't understand 
why we have a monopoly for a for-profit institution. I, it doesn't make sense. It's not the capitalist way. It's taking away the reason capitalism works when it does work, which is the element of competition, away from the equation and just enriching shareholders. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane, Ryan, and I'm not the only one who feels this way. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. And, and we need to make sure that there's as much competition as possible because competition – in addition to you know smart rules and regulations protects consumers um and so whether that means more suppliers in the market certainly means more generation in the market um we need more infrastructure i think the governor's right to consider um you know uh, to, to focus on on negotiating the transmission from hydro quebec but we also need pipelines uh from the west in order to make sure we have enough natural gas capacity in the winter Natural gas is a lot cleaner than oil or coal, but what we saw over Christmas is that when we had peak demand, we relied on all these oil plants uh, because we don't have the natural gas pipeline from the West. Yeah, well, be careful with natural gas. Did you see the article last week that a lot of people in New York and elsewhere want to make um, gas stoves illegal? Did you see that? Uh, I, I have seen that. Yeah. I, you know, I yeah. have That's another conversation. Like others, we, yeah. we won't even be able to yeah, get to that true. today. Um, uh, well, anyway, Ryan Fazio, as long as you're as long as you are keeping abreast of this, I'm going to make a pitch, Fazio, 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 whatever, tomato, tomato. Ryan knows what I mean. <laughs> I've been called worse. Ryan knows what I mean. Um, but in any <laughs> event, Ryan, I'm going to make a pitch on behalf of me and pretty much every one of the listeners to the Lisa Wexler show that you do something with either incentivizing a carrot or stick approach to get some of these lines that can be buried, buried. And Mm -hmm. it's just outrageous that what do they estimate close to 5,000 miles of Connecticut highways and byways are having trees cut down from them because maybe deferred maintenance, maybe all of that, but also maybe a lot of these miles of roads and byways wouldn't have needed the trees cut down if the lines had been buried. And I'm not... I'm not saying that every line will be buried in the state of Connecticut. I'm very aware that when you have major transformers and major things, you're still going to need lines. But yeah. come on. We could do a lot better than we're doing, and everybody knows it, every, including Marissa Gillette. Everybody knows it. And I'd like to see you put yeah. some pressure on them to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we Listen, trees are a good thing. We want to protect them. We do. Uh, you know, with, within reason. And so – so I think we are going to actually have a, a bit of that conversation. Uh, some of it's on the Environment Committee and some of it's on our Energy Committee. Um, and so we're, we're going to have that conversation because we love our trees. It's time. And, it's uh, a capital investment. Burning. It yeah. makes sense. And, you know, they don't glom on. And this is the other thing. They don't talk to, let's say, a water company or a natural gas company or whatever it is when they're already digging up the road. There needs to be some insistence on communication that if the road is being dug up anyway, that's an opportunity for Eversource or UI to say, oh, can we bury those lines? The road's already open. Let's do it. Because it reduces the cost. It's already being open. Mm -hmm. And we see this all the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We we need to do these things smarter. We have to do um, them smarter. That's right. All right, Ryan Fazio, state senator representing Greenwich, representing parts of Stanford and New Canaan. Thank you for being on the show with us, and thanks for working on this problem. Thanks for having me, as always. Great to be with you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.